I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Kanye West, after having his Instagram and Twitter accounts restricted, friend of Semitic comments, agrees to buy the right-leaning social media platform Parler. TikTok has raised the age requirement for live streaming from 16 to 18 and is introducing adult-only streams. The website for the Biden administration's student loan relief program goes live in beta on Friday. And big tech companies are appearing to get ready for an economic downturn with a bevy of hiring freezes and layoffs. We've got all this and more for you in episode 56 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Don't ask me nothing about Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get away from it. (laughs) Yay. It's actually yay now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Let me me respect his name. You know what? His his official name is yay. I initially, when I heard that, it's like his mama called him Kanye. I'm going to call him Kanye, but. You have to, you know, it doesn't matter that I just ain't really feeling him. If that's what he decides he wants to go by, who are we to say otherwise? So I will call him yay if that's what he wants to be known by. But for clarification, we will say Kanye West. So folks who don't know that that's what he wants to be known by will know who we'll be talking about. All right. So let's get this over with. Yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah, it'll be our first story. So before we get there, um, I want to let everybody know, uh, who is listening to the show. You can also watch the show. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech, John, we are doing a live stream uh, of the recording of the tech, John. And we also do an after party immediately after it ends. So if you ever want to be a part of that and you can hang out with folks like Saray and Kai Jim Jeffers and, uh, let's see who else is in here. Um, um, you know, uh, Wayne, Wayne Dixon, Dixon and Charles Hall. We, 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 get, we get a bunch of folks usually before we finish uh, rocking what us in the show. If you want to do that, once again, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John. We have multiple tiers over there, but all the tiers where you would support the show, they all get you access to our live stream and our after party. So once again, for or what is it? Patreon.com forward slash the tech John. So, Y'all, since we started off talking about Kanye, let's let's go ahead and get this, get this, uh, you know, get this one out the way here. So, um, you know, we, we we talked about him. It was our main story last week. Uh, what has he decided to do this week? So his, you know, he's he hasn't been banned on Instagram and uh, what is Instagram and Twitter, but he is locked out from his account. His account is suspended. So he has decided to buy the uh, social media platform Parler. You guys remember that, right? That one that uh, mm-hmm. launched, uh, I guess it was like 2018, 2019. 
because yeah. certain, uh, you know, certain political, you know, folks leaning certain directions decided that they weren't getting enough uh, attention on the likes of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So they created this parlor. Um, it ended up getting shut down. Um, I believe it actually shut down. Was it January 6th when they shut it down because of, you know, commentary that was on there that was basically inciting what was going on January 6th at the, uh, you know, at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. But uh, they recovered through that. Um, they, you know, they were deplatformed. They, you know, were pulled off of Apple. They were pulled off of Google. I think Amazon S3, which is where they were hosted, you know, killed them. But they found some money. They came back. So they had a $20 million infusion of cash. Uh, they announced that actually on January 6th earlier this year. Um, and now all of a sudden, Kanye West has decided to uh, buy the company and they have agreed to to the purchase. So that is the tech angle. Kanye West is going to be, you know, if, if this ever goes through, I doubt that it will. But uh, Kanye West is going to actually own a social media platform. What say you? I don't think this is going to be the flex Kanye thinks it is. I think enough people are, even if it does go through, um, I don't think it's going to be the flex he thought it it thinks it's going to be. Um, I think enough people are sick of him, uh, present company included, that no, you know, no one's going to follow him there. I think that's the same thing that Donald Trump thought was going to happen with True Social, and no one followed him there. Like the, 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 most extreme tin hat wearing folks did, but not enough to sustain a platform in any measurable or significant way. And I think uh, we're going to see that same thing here. I, I, I just don't think it's going to be the flex he thinks it is. I think people are sick of his sh- shit, basically. And um, and that's where he can go to fade out and, you know, ride out into the sunset or whatever he's going to do and just just kind of go away. So. So it, in addition to that, I think people have learned, um, like Stephanie said, present company, present company has learned to kind of tune Kanye out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are people who have learned that Kanye, if done correctly, can be a come up. Right. So I give you a positive and a negative and we'll probably get into this later, but I kind of highlight it. Right. So the whole White Lives Matter shirt thing, right next to him was Candace Owens. She wore a white, 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 white Lives Matter shirt too. She went on TV and kind of uh, backed up or supported or defended his anti-Semitic uh, content. And then, uh, of course, he gets kicked. So like Rob said, got kicked off of, well, he's banned or whatever you want to call it from Suspended. the popular t- Suspended, suspended from restricted. From, oh, the, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Restricted. Restricted. He's been restricted from the most popular uh, social media sites. And it seems like Candace Owens, another person that we really don't want to forget, one we do want to forget as well, has figured out. Let me figure out how I could uh, use Kanye for a come up. Word and that's basically the, it. And he don't even see it. Word on the street is Candace Owens is in a relationship or married no, or married. She married to the guy to, that owns parlor. Yeah, to, yeah. to the guy to the guy that owns parlor. Yeah, George Farmer is uh, her Rob, is her husband. Uh, Stephanie mentioned that most of the people did not follow um, Trump to Truth Social. Similar to Parlor, it was like this big 
drum up during the whole can cancel culture slash and go home and nobody went with (laughs) y'all so so sites like truth social and parlor while uh the numbers look right um probably doesn't have any stay in power right so here's uh, the thing i would say about the numbers uh they say they have 16 million uh users but no one really cares about users. They care about monthly active users. They care about daily active users. I looked hard uh, for a while today to try to find, okay, of those 16 million people who at some point signed up and haven't canceled their account yet, how many of them are logging into your platform and using it? Can't find anything on that. And they're not publicly not traded. They don't, ha- they don't have to release that information. So we're never going to probably see right. that information. But um, I question so, how popular Parler actually is. Right. So then and I'm pretty sure Candace Owens and her husband questions how popular right. uh, Parler is. So they were like, all right, let's uh, set Kanye up for the okie doke. So, and that's exactly uh, what happened. He's transferred some money out of one bank. There was a whole uh, blow up about, you know, uh, somebody stopping him from getting money or something like that. Whatever the case may be, whatever the case may be, he's transferred some money. So let's just say for argument's sake, this deal goes through. Candace Owens and her husband have made off with some dough and left Kanye holding the bag. Now, what has Kanye done with pretty much everything he has touched with the exception of? A couple of albums that was super popular. Everything else he's touched from the, well, the Adidas. Speakers, the speakers no, no. Were popular at the one Yeezy point. is not Yeezys insignificant are, for yeah, now. Are for, for now, right. but the relationships that he has made with people. Oh, he's torched have, everything mm-hmm. he's touched. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So for those who think Kanye, yay, yay, is it? Yay, yay. Is a going to be some sort of champion? Um, uh, again, you are in for a rude awakening. So, but again, like I said, um, Candace Owens and her husband is going to make a nice little piece of change off of this and be like, Oh, yeah, they coming up. this, right? They came so that's way up. so, so that's the positive, right? The negative is people trying again, trying to think that they can use Kanye for the come up, your boy Nori and the drink champs. <laughs> had mm. Kanye on and of course you know uh Nori said you know he's my brother I haven't I haven't listened to the whole episode but Kanye was on the episode um of Drink Champs which is a super popular podcast slash video I guess you want to I guess it's e- equally as popular on YouTube as it is in podcast format so they go on everybody gets drunk and then you have these open and honest conversations Nori claims that Kanye is my brother so I want to give him a platform so he can share and express whatever he wants to share and express Kanye went over there and kind of said the same old kind of anti-semitic anti-black mm-hmm. things you know and then <laughs> after the uh the uh, episode aired of course the black folks was like, yo, what you're not about to do is let this brother get on here and wax all this craziness on stuff we love. So then mm-hmm. Nori, he had to go back in uh, damage control and go on the breakfast club and go on all these places and say, you know, it was a mistake. He should have did bad. what LeBron and, and old boy did 
yeah. interrupted when they were like, we're not airing this episode because this boy yeah. is tripping. And, and, you know, everybody trying to get clicks, everybody trying to get yep. likes, everybody trying to their own detriment at this point. Right. Um, I will be curious to see, um, number one, if, if the deal, if the parlor deal goes through, Kanye's going to sabotage it because he will, he's going to insist that he's capable of running a tech company, which he's not. Um, so mm. he'll either run it into the ground or he'll get bored and disinterested and let it die on, on the vine right. it by mm. itself. So either way, the company's getting run into the ground. Um, mm. but I would be curious, um, to see if he gets the same treatment as Alex Jones uh, for mm. making those George Floyd comments on that podcast, because it has right. been proven without a doubt that George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin um, mm. because that knee was on his neck for nine minutes and eight minutes and 49 seconds or however long. Um, he mm. was not under the influence of any drug. Um, and so the idea that he would make that claim, um, I think opens him up to the same type of lawsuit that the Sandy Hook parents, uh, levied against Alex Jones. So I'll be, and, and I heard, I saw, I didn't get a chance to That's read the article, point. but I did, oh, yeah. but good I did point. see a, a headline that George Floyd's family is considering suing Kanye. And I believe they mm-hmm. will. And I believe they should. Oh, it's not considering um, because you can't, they have decided that yeah. they're going to. You can't, you can't let this shit slide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't get out here saying stuff like this about my, about my family members. That is, that is patently untrue. Um, right. and, and think you're going to get away with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's, that's, that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. And the other thing I will say is, um, I thought it was very interesting that, um, no one is really coming to his defense necessarily at this point, um, especially Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, where Texas now has a law that says social media companies have to let everybody say whatever the F they want to say. Um, and mm-hmm. Elon Musk has 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 quietly backpedaled a little bit um, once the anti-Semitic comments came out as well. So I, I think he's going to. Kanye is going to, yay is going to find, find himself, himself on an island, on an island by his damn self mm-hmm. out, out, however much money Candace and them can get out of him. He'll be that much, you know, less rich or, or poor and, yeah. and on an island by himself hung out to dry. Yeah, and, and, and once he finally comes down off this, off this manic, you know, high he's on, it's, it's going to, it's going to be a bad look for him. It's going to be a bad look for him. I don't know how much parlor is worth. But folks are saying that he is about to do what maybe like I said, Stephanie, you said this, uh, you know, you know, kind of quick, but you still you still are sure if Elon is going to buy Twitter, even though he is now saying he's going to do it. And you right. still have, uh, you know, questions, reservations, reservations mm-hmm. about that, uh, as do I think all three of us. But I will say this, um, Kanye, if the if the reports are true, is worth you know, uh, upwards of a billion dollars. What he will be paying for that. It will, what he, like I said, if they're true on paper, paper. like net worth, but if that's the case, you know, what he would be buying parlor for, my gut would tell me it is a rounding error compared to that total net worth. Now, no one wants to lose 15, 20, $30 million. I don't know. Those are just round numbers. I don't know what the numbers are, but we do know that uh, they got $20 million worth of investment back at the beginning of this year. And who can say whether or not the company has grown or, uh, you know, has shrunk? Is it, is, is it worth $20 million? Is it worth $30 million? We, we don't know. So it is not like he's trying to buy Twitter. 
Uh, but, right. uh, but yeah, right. like I said, I, on yeah, one he doesn't, he's not going to be out a billion dollars or $44 billion or, or anything like that. Not even close. Um, but again, either, either way, it's not going to be a good look. It's not going to be a good look. So, so hopefully we won't have to talk much more about this. Well, uh, about we are going to have to make the conscious decision not to talk about yay. And that's the <laughs> other part I agree with. I, I, absolutely. Because this is, this is only continuing to trend because we continue to give it oxygen, you know, and, and until we collectively as media decide to stop giving this oxygen, um, it, it we, we still going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to do our part too. I agree. So y'all keeping on with social media, do you know what we do give a lot of oxygen to TikTok? And I noticed that they are changing some of their rules around live streaming. So currently, um, in order to live stream on TikTok, you just have to have a thousand followers, uh, and be 16 years of age. Well, they have done a couple of things. Um, the first one is they are kicking that age from 16 to 18. And then they also are creating, um, I guess, is it like a only fans type, you know, um, you know, set up for TikTok where you can actually do uh, adult only private stream are they trying to go uh for that that only fans type of uh content on the platform you're making it so that people who see it they're legally able to you know produce it you don't want underage folks producing adult content well, um it, it's it was funny in in the article that you that you posted um TikTok says adult only streams could be used for things like certain comedy routines or when creators want to discuss life experiences that they'd rather not have kids watch. And I was like, G T F O H exclamation point. I'm like, you know, good and damn well, it ain't going to be no life experiences being discussed. On adults only TikTok. We all know what is going to be happening on adults only TikTok. And, uh, it ain't, it ain't nothing life experience related. Well, I looked at it as, I mean, obviously folks are going to take it there, right? I mean, that's just natural progression of how we do things, right? <laughs> I was looking at it more as TikTok trying to go, uh, up against a YouTube. You know how when you upload things to YouTube, you have to specify is this made for kids or is it not? Because, you know, YouTube got into some trouble about that and they're like, all right, well to put the kibosh on all that, you got to specify before you even upload whether this is for kids or not. Right now, even just because it's not made for kids, doesn't mean you about to take it all the way there. It could just make sure YouTube says, now look, when they uploaded this, they we we got out of the way and let them do whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, with the live streaming and the fact that uh, uh, live streamers want to make money off of this, seems like TikTok maybe is trying to go up against a YouTube and just in pure popularity of TikTok as it relates to short videos, YouTube still runs the table when it comes to live streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe TikTok is like, all right, well, we're going to, if we got to compete, we got to make sure we get out of the way. So when something goes sideways, we can say, see, they marked it this way. So, our hands is out of it. But it's like it and I mean and all of this is 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 optics because at the end of the day you can put whatever age you want on the account yeah, that you true create. Too. So yeah, that's true too. it's just like, you know, 
I guess this is some more CYA type stuff. I can, I can see that being, you know, more CYA type stuff, but is it going to be effective? Probably not. So here, here's what I find really interesting about TikTok. So the parent company, ByteDance, you, you know, we've heard before that they are a Chinese-based company. And in China, they don't have TikTok. Um, in China, uh, they have, you know, ByteDance creates a, a, a parallel application. It looks like TikTok. It has TikTok-like functions in it. Um, but it is not actually TikTok. Uh, it, I think it's called Douyin. Um, doyen. or doyen. And, mm-hmm. uh, what I've noticed about that is that when you look at the content that is on the Chinese version of TikTok, the, the mm-hmm. doyen version of TikTok, it is, it is actually really good content. It's like, oh yeah, this is how you learn how to do this. And this is how you learn how to do that. I'm it weak. is, they, they My- filter the heck out of what shows up over there. Well, it is like, you're living in a communist government. I, I <laughs> like, get it. I get it. <laughs> But it's, it's a just completely different model. Oh, I, I, I get it. I'm just I'm just making the point that it's like uh, it's like they are about uplifting their their their, uh, you know, basically their culture. And over here, it's like, nah, let's let's take this to let's, see, they're to, let's only go about level that six because yeah. the government they're only about that because the government makes them be about that. That's right. Human that's, nature that's is what it is. Yeah, it is. What you know it what is, I mean? Right. If, if they if they didn't have any of the restrictions they had on that platform, it would look just like TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. Best believe. So it's just it is what it is. You know, humans are awful people sometimes. <laughs> so right. I just I thought that was funny. Um, that, uh, TikTok wilding. Y- y'all raising the age and, you know, to your point, Terrence about, you know, are they just doing that? Like with on the YouTube video, every time we post one, you have to click that checkbox. Is this for children? Is mm-hmm. it not? Um, maybe, maybe, but when I read more into the article and then when I started looking at some of the, you know, stuff that's supporting the article, it's like, mm, this looks like it is more, I, I don't want to say adult content. But it is definitely more adult in nature because, I mean, they're coming out and saying when you want to have conversations that you don't necessarily want kids paying attention to, uh, YouTube doesn't really get down like that. It's like if if it's, you know, can we put children's commercials in it or can we not? You know, you know, should 13 year olds or younger be watching it or should they not? I I wasn't taking it that way. It was like, no, this is going to be adult conversations. Um, you know, adult themes, adult words. TikTok after dark. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Not <laughs> not full on OnlyFans, but somewhere in between what you can get away on uh YouTube and you know, um and what you can get away with on on uh, OnlyFans. Uh I um there are a lot of parents out there with kids, with young kids. I have a personal problem with people using their kids as pawns anyway for social media influence and using the family dynamic as a way to promote, you know, your channel and things like that. That's a whole nother thing. Right. But in addition to that, there are a lot of kids that are active on TikTok and I've seen it in YouTube to where creators either for kicks, either because like Stephanie said, they're terrible human beings they try purposely try to weave adult things into supposedly content air quotes that was made for kids. And I think oh, yeah. TikTok knows this 
And like I said, originally, they're like, all right, so before we jump into all this, because it's going that way, whether it be adult, uh, 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 adult, what is it? What is, what is the thing? Um, only fans. Uh, only fans. I couldn't think yeah, of the word. Yeah, only fans. Uh, before it goes only fans or before it goes creators trying to figure out a way to, you know, uh, mentally warp our kids. Let's just make sure we let them know that w- this wasn't our design. So let's get out yeah. of it. It's definitely a CYA. <laughs> Although I'm not mad at it. Um, I will just put this in there for parent, any parents that are listening. I, I regularly recommend, um, that parents kind of be leery of apps that allow live streaming, um, because Children and their not yet fully developed brains can be a bit impulsive uh, when they're in a live situation. And when you have people hitting that like and you see all those little hearts coming up and they're That's asking. That's a drug, you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, it is an really actual is. drug and it is hitting those serotonin and those dopamine centers in your brain. And you are more likely to do something that you may not um, have done had you had a chance to think about it, but you got, you know, 50 people in your life saying, hey, pull your top up, show you, show us your blood, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Or um, eat soap so, pods. Or any, you, you remember anything, that? anything, yeah. anything. So I definitely, um, you know, I'm not mad. And if, and if, and if there are parents out there that are actually monitoring their child's account and, and has, and have put the correct age in there and, and are looking to manipulate some of those parental controls, I would definitely say, uh, turning off live streaming should be one of those things. Mm-hmm. So keeping on with a TikTok, um, Stefan, you stuck this in there and I was like, so they are like the worst people in the world. And I'm not saying TikTok is the worst people in the world. This particular thing that they may be doing is the worst thing in the world. So you stuck the story in there. I will let you let you say what they are doing when it comes to donations. It is. It's crazy. And I just wanted since we were on a TikTok kick, I wanted to make sure that people understood that, you know, TikTok is probably not the best place to make charitable donations at all, uh, because what is happening um, specifically right now with Syrian refugees, there are middlemen that have gone to these Syrian refugee camps, you know, provided these people with phones so that they can go live on TikTok and basically beg for money. But what is happening is that between the middlemen and TikTok themselves, the refugees are only getting pennies on the dollar Mm -hmm. for the types of donations that people are making. So, you know, you can, you can send little gifts to, to people that are live and, and those gifts cost money and those people get money. And they were saying something around the effect of, um, you know, a $500 lion that gets sent to one of the refugees only, they only end up pocketing maybe 150 of those dollars of that $500. So less than half, uh, basically. So, and, and we saw this before as well, when the, um, war in Ukraine first started, uh, people were actually showing fake footage of that conflict, like, you know, war footage from years ago um, talking about I'm here now and and you can hear the bombs and, and blah, blah, blah. So send me money. Um, and people were being duped into sending money that way. So whether you're being scammed by the person that's hosting the live to send money or the people in the live are being taken advantage of because they're only getting, you know, maybe 20% of what you think you're donating to them. TikTok is probably not the best platform 
to donate money. Yeah, the article said that they were getting uh, that they was taking like over seventy percent upwards of yeah, it was like 70, 709 percent or something like that. I'm like, it's crazy, Whoa. And, they, so, and they're claiming that the that the content shouldn't even be on their platform, yet they're still taking the money. So, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I, I, I'm glad you stuck that in there because um, I was just like. Wow. I, I know that there are many ways you can donate and cell phones have made donating to causes relatively easy to do. And, you know, there has always been, um, well, there is some overhead. If you, you know, somebody's got to pay for the credit card transaction. Somebody's actually got to have the servers and the website and all that kind of stuff set up. So there, there are those kind of costs. But when you get into like 70% of the cost, you know, right. you donate a dollar and 30 cents maybe goes to the person you donated to and 70% maybe. to the people who actually took the donation. That's something a little if bit different. Lucky. And that needs to be so called let me out. Read this real quick. Let me read this real quick. This one little BBC reporter sent a Syrian journalist posing as a refugee live streamer, $106 in gifts in an effort to see what percentage of donations refugees actually keep. The reporter's account balance sat at $33 following the test. So TikTok took uh 106 minus 33 is what TikTok got. The funds, however, continue to trickle away further still. Money transfers reportedly skim the remaining funds by around 10%. And then the middlemen reportedly then took 35% of the remaining balance. In other words, for $106 worth of gifts, the streamer only walked away with $19. That's crazy. This is, that's crazy. This is a clear clear hustle because hustle. because they know that these people are down and out and not only that they know that they they can't directly whether it be because they are moving around and they don't have the time to sit down and substantiate how they're going to take money or they just don't have the ter- uh, technological wherewithal to say hey cash app Whatever the case may be, right? So these right. people know this ain't even a, this ain't even a, like you mentioned, Rob, earlier, you know, when some of those, uh, hurricane reliefs come through, like, um, uh, Red Cross and, you know, Red Cross will say, oh, administrative fees and yada, 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 yada. You could make that argument. Yeah. American Red Cross is a corporation and they need to, you know, take some money to, in order to keep running. And some of that may come from the funds that you said was going to go to hurricane relief or whatever the case may be. You could even make that argument, but these cats know mm. that these people do not have the wherewithal or the actual infrastructure to actually get this money. Mm-hmm. And they also know that $20 is $20 more than I had before. So if it comes down right. to you taking, you know, 25, 30, however much the math transfers out, as long as I get $20, that's more than what I got. So. I guess you can go ahead and do it and they go up there and, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just it's just sickening that it is in a, in a crisis like this. You your main your main thought as a person trying to do this ain't, well, let me help some people. And then let me get paid as well. It's like, let me hustle these people so I can make some money and then they'll kick them a couple dollars. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's sickening. Yeah, yeah that one <laughs> I was like. Come on now, y'all. And, and, and we, I sh- we should say it is not TikTok taking all 70 percent 
they're just taking they big cut up front, and then they're these chunk, other folks. Yeah, but it's like still the, the the if it was just the amount that TikTok was getting, that's still excessive. That's still a lot it of is. money and, compared and, and to you what would think they would be willing to say. Well, because this is charity or whatever, maybe our percentage won't be as high as it is just for some random creator who's just on here. You know what I mean? Reading the phone book or whatever, but but no, you know, capitalism, cash rules, everything around mm, me. Mm, mm. That's a that's a whole whole another conversation for a whole another day that we ain't got yeah. time for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get to our uh, main story, y'all, uh, we we had this one quick hit, Terrence. I think you stuck this one in here um, about what is going on with uh, you know student loan forgiveness. And it looks like the beta for the website where you can actually go and if you have student, you know, outstanding student loans, if you have a Pell Grant, I believe you get 20 grand. Um, if you don't have a Pell Grant, I believe it was $10,000 in relief, but that website just went live. If I, if I'm reading this correctly. Yep. Yep. They'll begin testing. Uh, I'll just read actual, um, quote from the story. Department of Education will begin beta testing the student loan debt relief website. During the beta testing period, borrowers will be able to submit applications for the Biden-Harris administration's student debt relief program, a spokesperson for CNN said. So basically, uh, during this beta test, it's not the reason why I, I wanted to mention it is because when you think of a beta test, you think of, you know, uh, we're just going to run through this thing. We're going to kick some bugs around. We're going to let people provide feedback. Things may or may not work. The intended result may or may not be what you think it is, but this is a little bit different because according to the, um, the story that I'm reading, if you do go through the process during the beta period, you will not need to reapply. So it's not just you putting some data in and seeing if it works. <laughs> you will actually be able to go through the process. You'll get a confirmation email and then, um, once the site actually goes live for real live, you again, like I mentioned, you won't be able to reapply and you could get your uh, funds if you qualify within a couple of weeks, what they mentioned. So uh, Stephanie's halfway grinning. Uh, I, but would according be, to- I would be leery of a mm-hmm. government website that promises you don't have to reapply. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all saw what happened when the With, Affordable uh, Healthcare Care Act was, yeah. yeah I was just going to say, I hope I would be that super leery. We have learned well, so- things from from when that when that rollout went down. Uh, that was far more people who enrolled in that than will be enrolling in this. So I just hope that they 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 kept some folks around. They have some some learning on how you run these massive websites around. That is my hope. That is not necessarily what you I think has think, happened, which, but that is what I hope has happened. That is what I hope which has happened. Is, which, which is why I'm hoping they said, all right, we ain't going to launch this thing just straight out live. We're going to do this beta and then try to work our way up to this live thing because of the uh, mess that happened with the healthcare.gov thing. Mm. So, again, we talked about CYA earlier. You know, mm. if something goes haywire, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, I, again, I don't, you know, 
I just saw a tweet to where somebody put up a screenshot of this beta site crashed already, you know, mm-hmm. um, just as a screenshot. So again, you know, maybe this is a CYA thing that we mentioned earlier. If stuff goes haywire, uh, White House can be like, Hey, we said it was a beta. So relax, relax. It was a beta. <laughs> no, in, in real talk, hey, though, it is a beta. It. If it is a beta, that is where you want the mistakes to be found out. So my gut tells me they've probably had all kind of alphas. They now are running a beta and it's going to be at mass. They're probably going to have thousands of people probably logging into this beta and see how everything scales. That's what you want. You want it to, you know, you want it to fail in beta, not when you release it, tell, you know, I want to say tell earth, but no, tell all student loan holders, uh, that it's ready for you to, you know, come and log into it and then it doesn't work. So I want them to get stuff fixed out in the beta. I, I get that, but I'm just saying I probably wouldn't be one of the beta testers. Just because you're not going to catch me thinking I got a check coming because I was right. first to, you know, market and right. then come to find out I got to do, redo the whole application again mm-hmm. once the thing actually launches. I'm I, because, you ain't getting me like that. Because that's what people think. They automatically think uh, first, right? Let me get in yes. here first when this yes. is not this is not the design for it. And I'll just read this other uh, little section. Department of Education's technical team will be looking at site performance in real time. And the beta version of the website will have scheduled pauses as the team assesses what reinfinements and tweaks are needed. Administration, yada, yada, yada. Uh, another official adding that high stakes, high spikes of demand are expected. Anyone who is trying to submit their application during the beta pause will be encouraged to check back. So right. basically what they're saying is even though this is a beta, we we need y'all to do y'all due diligence just because you hit submit and you got that confirmation, don't just think you can wash your hands. Don't mm-hmm. you believe it. <laughs> you better check back. You better you better you better uh, go back every single day, right. every single week, make sure you know. Screenshot everything. Right. You, you know what? Right. I know that we are oh, trying right. to move everything to uh paperless uh, billing and all that kind of stuff. But if there is a get a receipt button, please click it multiple times. You know, print mm-hmm. something out, uh, from this so that print you can go and, that. yeah, you know, print something out. So, uh, I just, I hope, like I said, I hope, who was it? Uh, I, be- I believe it was Lisa Gibraltar. It was one of our spotlights. Uh, I believe she worked on healthcare.gov back in the day. Okay. So by the administration. Call her up. She around. You can find her. Right. <laughs> oh no, she 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 may not want to be put her name on this joint. She may she not want to put her name on it, I'm but I'm certain that she would probably answer a question. Like, no, 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 no. Y'all don't want to do that. Maybe you want to do this. It's like something I don't know, but just please call her at your girl because uh, there's a lot of folks out there who have student loans. Um, I, you know, I I was fortunate um, that I didn't have to, you know you know, go into significant debt with, uh, you know, student loans. But I know that that is not the case for a lot of folks. This is the only way that they can, you know, afford to pay to go to, you know, college and university. So uh, I'm glad that we are doing this. We're not going to get into the politics of it. I know people are against it. You know, that's always going to be the case with any time any group of people gets money and it's not everybody getting the same money. I understand that. But um, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be applying to this now that this bill has been passed, now that this website is in beta. So, uh, like I said, for you beta testers, check your stuff. <laughs> Make sure you go back. <laughs> so, so you ain't, th- you, you ain't th- sitting there thinking that something that was forgiven wasn't actually forgiven. Um, and just as a public service announcement, 
um, all student loans that were paused, I believe that kicks back off where you got to start making those payments again, January 1st. 2023. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that, that little bit of a reprieve, that break that we have had during COVID is coming to an end. So glad I don't have no student that praise the Lord. <laughs> Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So, y'all, for our our main story, uh, I have been just looking at story after story, article after article of all of these big tech companies that have been... Um, you know, doing hiring freezes have been flat out laying people off, laying contractors off. Uh, the big one that I just recently read was Intel is rumored to do layoff in the, you know, potentially of thousands of people. And this could come, th- these layoffs could start as early as this month. Um, so, you know, the, the big question is, are we in a recession? Is a recession coming? You know, th- there's different, there's arguments on whether or not we're actually in one now. If we're not in one now, we probably definitely will be by the, uh, you know, beginning of Q1 next year. Um, so this is coming. So all of these big companies are, uh, you know, they're making changes. So the rumors about, uh, Intel, these came after Amazon has come out and said that they're doing a hiring freeze across the entirety of its retail business. So nothing like Amazon S3 and their web services, that stuff is good. But everything retail, they're doing layoffs there, um, and they've done a hiring freeze. Uh, Google is extending their hiring freeze. Meta is suspending new hiring through the end of the year. Microsoft has actually let a gaggle of contractors go. Um, and there's other companies. I mean, it's like uh, Netflix is doing stuff. There, there are just a lot of really big, giant tech companies that are laying people off um, that are doing hiring freezes. And I want to talk about this because one of the things that we do all the time on this show is talk about how IT is one of the best industries to get into, that there's just so there's so many available jobs and there's so few people to fill those jobs. But at the same time, we're now hearing all these big, giant companies are doing layoffs. So I want to ask you guys the question and we can discuss this all kind of ways. Do we feel that the same sentiment, um, you know, on, you know, with all the news coming out about, you know, we're going into a recession, all these big tech companies are laying people off. Do we feel the same sentiment that people should still look at IT as a viable place to go uh, if you're looking to do any type of career change or if you're just starting off in your career and you don't know necessarily what you might want to do when you come out of high school, when you come out of college? Well, if you number one, if you need a job, you need a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number one, right? So if there's a job out there, apply for it and try to get it, right? Uh, is IT a desirable place to go? Sure. Because the, uh, entry level is a little bit higher. You, you know, the, the ability now with the internet to start in one, uh, vertical and then kind of, 
uh, shift to another vertical or upgrade or downgrade or whatever the case you want to do is probably um, higher in IT because the Internet, because as technology advances, those jobs advance faster and more more and more industries are using technology to do things, even if they're not a tech company. Right. But having said that, as it relates to these layoffs, I personally do not believe that these companies are saying we have to lay off or freeze hiring or whatever the case may be, because they are concerned about an upcoming recession. <laughs> what I believe is they are looking at these numbers and these numbers are not coming in. So they need to get some overhead off the books to offset the fact that their earnings may not look the way they wanted them or the way they projected them to look. So the shareholders won't dump these stocks and make things even worse. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe a recession is coming, but stuff like this, Intel, Google, whomever, like kind of testing the waters with recessions and layoffs may force people to say, oh, okay. So if Intel's laying off people, Google's laying off people, uh, let me save my money because, uh, it sounds like stuff is going off. And when people start to save money, guess what they're not doing? They're not spending money. So if they, it's, it's almost like a snowball effect. Instead of a recession just happening, it seems like stories and news like this, it's almost kind of forcing the recession. Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like right, a self-fulfilling right. prophecy. Yeah. If you keep right. saying that the recession is coming, it's, it's eventually going to get here because you keep saying it and then people keep reacting to what you're saying. And mm-hmm. now we're in a recession. Um, right. yeah, I, 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 I think I agree with, with most of that as well. I think, you know, we are in a period of very high inflation. Um, and ad spending at a lot of these companies has, has dramatically, um, reduce so so that's a part of it i think uh crunchbase um had a number said as of mid-october there have been forty four thousand uh layoffs in the tech sector um this year um i would i would tend to believe most of those were in kind of marketing functions non-technical functions um i don't believe necessarily that software engineers are being laid off on mass um, at this point anyway. Um, I think a lot of, I think, you know, that gold Support rush. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. That gold mm-hmm. rush to get into tech spread to everybody, even people who weren't coding and, and, and didn't project have managers, computer science project, degrees yeah. and, and stuff uh, like that. So, so those are, you know, those are the first to go, unfortunately, um, because the companies still need to run. So you're not firing the engineers no time soon. I mean, like I said, some of them might catch, catch a L, but, but that's the lifeblood of the company at the end of the day. Um, so I think, you know, we're going to see that and it'll correct itself eventually, but we're going to see a lot of, of those type of functions, those non-tech technical um, functions in these tech spaces probably go away for a little while. And um, it, it is what it, it kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, to your point, they're, they're trying to prepare for the recession and for these earnings that they're earnings marks that they're missing and stuff like that. Um, and, and they're cutting the fat and that's just, that's what companies do. Which before you go, Rob, which is I like the ultimate point I wanted to get to as it relates to people, you know, uh, loving IT just be weary that these companies are a company. I don't care if it's a healthcare company. I don't care if it's an IT company. I don't care if it's a, 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 a controversial, I don't know, what do you call it? The nonprofit. Mm-hmm. They are still companies. 
So don't feel like, okay, you know, right now we're saying IT is the holy grail of companies. Don't believe this company will not cut you in a heartbeat. So keep yeah, that in will. mind. I think, I think we sell IT as, you know, uh, there's, there's no way but up <laughs> until you, until you get walked into that office and they ask for your security badge and your computer it's and true. your phone. That's <laughs> true. So just to let our listeners know about some of the inside sausage making that comes uh, with the tech, John, we rarely talk about our stories before we talk about our stories. You're getting our fresh opinions of what we think when when we talk about this stuff. And this is why I love doing this show with y'all, because I kind of knew knew I kind of had a feeling, Terrence, what you were going to say. I kind of had a feeling, Stephanie, what you were going to follow up with. And I think you guys are both right. Um, I have spent most of my adult career working at ginormous software companies um, and, you know, in, in IT companies. And here is what, you know, I'm, I'm taking both of your points and putting them together. So, yes, are they actually doing layoffs? Parents, yeah, they, they, they're, they're doing them. They're, they're cutting folks. Are they cutting them because of the recession? Technically, yeah, they're cutting them because of the recession, but they know this is when they can most effectively get away with letting large sums mm-hmm. of people know uh, or letting people go without having to take a hit in the market for it. Well, this recession is coming. We have to let some of these folks go. Now, let me say this. Um, I understand that anyone who is in the situation that you no longer have a job at one of these big tech companies, it really sucks for you and it is life altering. And I don't want to be dismissive of that at all. That being said, um, there's always folks at the end of the year, the companies are looking like, we don't need to do, we we don't need these folks. We don't need these folks because ultimately they're businesses and they're trying to uh, maximize their share value, uh, shareholder value. That is what they are in business to do. So if, okay, well, here's folks who are on the low performing um, end of the totem pole in a lot of cases. Here's some folks, you know, here was a department that we don't really need anymore. We were going to get rid of it. Let's put all that together and call it. These are these rifts, these reduction in force that we're doing because of this one thing. We can call it because of that. A couple things happen from it. Folks are going to probably get, you know, in some cases, some type of severance. Folks are going to be able to, you know, they're not necessarily being fired for cause. So they're being let go. So they're going to be able to get you know, unemployment benefits and all that kind of good stuff. So that is definitely part of, you know, what is happening. Um, you know, Stephanie, to your point though, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you on these aren't necessarily the techiest of the tech folks at these big tech companies. In fact, mm-hmm. now, once again, I don't have any inside knowledge, no Intel, nor Google, nor Microsoft, nor Netflix, nor any of these companies called Rob up and say, hey, here's why we're doing what we're doing. But just based off of my experience and what I have seen in the industry, when they do these big layoffs, it is not bec- it is not the developer because those are hard to come by. It is not the you know, it's not the video producer. Those are hard to come by. It is not the product manager, um, project manager. All the technical, technical jobs, those generally are the ones who survive it. Unless in the case like Intel saying we are missing numbers significantly, so we need to go and do this. Maybe they're in a different you know situation than some of these other companies. But usually, even though they are big, giant tech companies that have, in you know, in, in most cases have hundreds of thousands of employees, not every single one of those employees 
is directly related to the technology that those companies produce. And those are the right. ones that they end up letting go first when they need to cut some numbers because they know that those are the ones that they can go and replace uh, most quickly and most easily. It takes a long time to find the right developer. It doesn't take much time at all to find a customer service rep. Just you just have to look right. at the skill set. So like I said, with the, I, go ahead. I say with the exception, with the exception of those uh, C-level executives, they tend to hang around uh, and get survived. True, true. These, or they don't. And, he's alone. and they just walk away with ridiculous golden parachutes that, you know, them no longer working is exactly like what they when they were working. Mm. Um, in some cases, even better. So. Um, so, so yet, yeah, you know, so how do we feel about this at the tech giant? I still feel, and this is my opinion. I'll let you guys chime in and give yours that it information technology. There are so many jobs. We just talked a few weeks ago, um, just about the number of open cybersecurity jobs that are available right now. There's just over, I was going to mention yeah, that there's just over, that was, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say there's, there's no, just no, over 1.1 million cybersecurity professionals in the United States. There's over 415,000 open positions. That's what is that? It's like 30, 40% of the jobs that are available aren't filled right now. So absolutely. Should you be going, um, you know, into it? Yes, yes, yes. When you can hear these are very, very high middle, uh, you know, income, um, type jobs, uh, is becoming a cybersecurity specialist going to pay you like being a starting power forward in the NBA? Well, no, but no job other than being a starting power forward in the NBA pays you like that. But when it comes to where are you on the ladder? Um, these are jobs that have entry levels, $85,000, $105,000 a year. Your first job, you could be making that. So, yes, I hear that uh, Intel is laying people off. I hear that Microsoft is laying people off. You should be looking at these type of jobs. Go ahead, Stephanie. Absolutely. I know. I'm going to say something that may may get me in trouble and may not be the most popular take. Um, but, no, to your point, Rob, yes, cybersecurity and data science were were two of the areas that I that I saw in, in kind of research in this particular story that were still robustly looking for new people. So um, go out there and get them jobs. And I would say, as I, you know, I, I got to go back to my engineer roots. I, we tend to get a little bit um, positioned possessive and territorial and um and and sometimes it is about the work. I think the whole idea of being quote unquote in tech got very popular and very sexy uh, because startup owners were getting money, bags of money thrown at them. And it was really easy to kind of, you know, finagle your way into the tech industry sideways with a psychology degree or or some other kind of degree. And and trust me, no shade. I promise this is no shade. However, um, if you are thinking about what you want to do and what you want to be when you grow up and what you want to study, you know, maybe it's worthwhile looking at something that is going to be somewhat future proof and, and somewhat recession proof and some, and maybe that requires doing a little bit more work, you know, and maybe, and maybe it's not going to be a six week boot camp that gets you in there. Maybe it's going to take an actual computer science degree or, you know, some other sort of formal traditional education so that you have this, this, this spot that, that can't necessarily be, be taken away from you so easily. So, uh, you know, like I said, we, the, the tech industry, 
industry needs all different types of people to make make it go round. Um, but I, I think we really started kind of missing what was foundational, if you will, in in that space to to get the quick money. And and I think maybe we need to be further encouraging our young people, especially to get into computer science. It's a little harder. I, I get it. I, I did it. it. It's a little harder, but it, in the long run, this is chestnut checkers. You know, if you want to be able to say you have a career in tech that, that is going to have any sort of longevity whatsoever, um, you need those skills. You need those skill sets. And, and, you know, sometimes a six week boot camp ain't giving you that. Mm. And what I was going to add was what's happening especially, well, not especially, but I will use the recession as an example, right? The reason why people are about this looming recession is because people are not spending money. And the way this, um, well, let me not say that. That's that's not factually incorrect. But what happens in a recession is people stop spending money, right? Because disposable income, people trying to save more. So they're not buying cars. They're not buying houses. They're not buying, uh, they're not getting using credit, all these things, right? The reason why, and this is, we can talk about this a little bit at the after party. Um, I think the reason why people spend a lot of money is because they work hard. And the reason why they work hard is because they want to spend money. And I think what's ultimately going to change society, I guess, is we need not to be so wrapped up in our positions that we feel like we have to work these jobs in order to get the money in order to say I've amassed a certain level of income so I can do things that make me happy, like take trips and find a new hobby or spend time with family and things of that nature. I just feel like we tend to chase money and we tend to chase tech jobs, for example, because those give us enough money when Ultimately, maybe that's not what you ultimately want to do, but we become beholden to these jobs. So when they lay us off, then we're kind of back at square one, yada, yada, yada. And this is kind of a, a long thought out thing. But the point I was trying to get at is, you know, even though, yes, tech IT is a good uh, field to get in, especially engineering, especially <clears throat> developing things of that nature. Don't lose sight of who you are so much so that you are beholden to these chasing companies. Chasing the coin. Mm-hmm. Chasing the coin. Yeah. And, not and even I think just that's ch- the other side of the flip side of what I was saying. It's like, mm-hmm. get the real skill if you want to do it, mm-hmm. but do it because you want to do it. Don't and know what it time it is with these companies. Yeah. And that's yes. my, that's what I was trying to get at. Know yeah. what time it is with these companies. There are people who are, their whole being is wrapped up in their job title. Or what they do. When you say developer, you see people with the hoodies and they've got the cool little coding words that if you know coding, it makes sense on the T-shirt. People get so wrapped up into that to where that is who they are. So when this company goes away or when they lay you off, now you back at who am I? Right. Because you have worked so hard to get these degrees, to get these sexy jobs at these sexy Fang companies that when that goes away, you like, all right, or you get burnt out, right? So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we need to make sure that, yes, while going to IT is ideal, please don't let that define who you are to where if you run into a roadblock or you have to change that you're not 
you know, beside yourself with what I'm going to do next. I guess ultimately is what I was trying to say. Terrence got like hella existential. I'm having, mm-hmm. I'm having, I'm yeah, not having deep. a crisis. He was in I'm a dark not, blue I'm part not, of the ocean on that one. Hella I'm, existential. <laughs> I'm not having a crisis. I you just see. You want to do something? I, you want to talk about an after party? <laughs> <laughs> I just see how things are going. And it's like, man, if we didn't need the, the titles and the money, I think we would be in a better place, but it's almost like it's like we're, we're we're not helping by chasing certain things. And if we could just figure out how to get out of that, then a whole lot of other things, health, health wise, you know, happy wise, you know, even money wise, you know, things would be a little bit. But that's that's a again, that's a whole nother conversation. I don't think we have time. Yeah, I, I'm going to just paraphrase uh, what both of y'all just said. Terrence is saying that chasing the bag when you catch it, are you happy? <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you need exactly. to check that. And Steph is saying, um, not everybody can be a non-tech co-founder. Somebody yes, actually got to be able to do the tech. Somebody just, actually, somebody got to actually be able to do it. Somebody actually saying. be able to do it. I'm just saying. So we, we go. Through, I'm going to tell a story when we get to the after party. But uh, that's for the after party. Uh, but I'm looking at the clock, y'all. Um, we are right at the top of an hour. And before we get into telling folks how they can get to us, I do want to give a shout out to a new patron. So uh, Philip Barnett is holding us down over, uh, you know, on our Patreon. So we want to give a shout out to Philip. I hope that uh, you join our discord and come hang out with us over there. Uh, that you have the opportunity to, uh, you know, join us on some of these uh, live streams that we do. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to uh, give a shout out to uh, Philip Barnett, who is our new patron. So uh, with that, Tech Life Steph, why don't you go ahead and tell folks how they can get at you? Just holler at me all around the web at Tech Life Steph. And you can find me on the Internet at Brother Tech. It's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things. And we also are at the tech, John, the tech J A W N on all the things. So until we meet again in a week's time, peace, peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.